Whoa there, space cowboy. Brokeback Bebop is a podcast with explicit content intended only for mature bounty hunters. Listener discretion is advised. Listen to all 40 steamy sessions of the show right now by supporting Brokeback Bebop at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. I think it's time to blow this scene, get everybody in the stuff together. Okay. Hello, everyone out there in the cosmos and beyond. That's Welcome. not how we start. Three, two, one, let's jam! everyone out there in the cosmos and beyond welcome back to brokeback bebop probably not the only cowboy bebop rewatch podcast out there but it sure is one of them hey probably the best one done by two guys whose primary gig is a community podcast welcome back to the show everybody i'm zach i'm steven and right now we've kind of got a situation going on i'm a sick boy so you might be hearing that a little bit and steven's a spicy boy yeah i just ate the third hottest ramen I've ever had in my life, wow. and I made all three of those were made by me. This one I I overdid it with the ghost pepper hot sauce a little bit, and the hot I'm sauce I have at home right now is a ghost pepper hot sauce as well. And I'm used to often having something like Cholula or like a mm-hmm. red, like a classic hot sauce where I can yeah. kind of let it drippy drip drop all over the food and not be too worried about it. But the ghost pepper sauce, it is pretty hot. It's really good. It's really flavorful. Mm-hmm. It's got that, like, smoky, like, kind of chipotle heat, you know? Yeah. I really like it. But it is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you had it on ramen with some eggs? I love yeah. hot sauce on eggs. Yeah, it's great. Love hot sauce on eggs. Hot sauce uh, on eggs Tell me about these two hotter ramens. What was the hottest ramen you've ever had? Hottest ramen I ever made was the first time that I overdid it with the ghost pepper sauce. I can handle a fair amount of heat. So you're you you've learned your lesson previously, and you went I back have. to. I have. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go to town. I can handle it. The first, the hottest round, it was just inedible. I took one bite, and I was immediately like crying in my, oh my like God. sweating. And I I ate about half of it, but I. Like, <laughs> it was so bad. I like threw up after. Are you like, having it was heat bad. burps? Is that what's happening? Yeah, I think so. Burps? Sorry about that. I have a heat burp coming out. Second hottest ramen. The problem. Yeah. Was that I had. Probably as much as I could handle of ghost pepper there, but I sure. also had a fair amount of like red chili flakes. And when those get like, sometimes those will like cut the roof of my mouth and then mm. get stuck there, and it hurts Ooh. and it's spicy. Yeah, I'll get I get love them caught them. on my, sure on my tonsils on every once in a while. It's just like a constant burn. Give the audience a little. Uh, I know you you find yourself. I know that you really wish you were an animated Asian boy, but you're yeah. not. So I know you've really perfected the like visual and food art of ramen. I do. So run us through it. What's the key? Do- and I noticed that you use like instant noodles as your base. I do. Which I is common. I know that's a thing. My base. I used to eat a ton of instant noodles. I was never uh, next leveling it as far as you were. Mm-hmm. Run us through the process. So if I'm going to really make ramen and I want it to be good, I still use instant noodles. My favorite is the Shin Spicy Ramen okay. Noodles. Those are really good. Those. They come in like a red package. I honestly order them from Amazon more than anything else, but they're really good. I uh, take some of those. I, if I'm making, for, let's say I'm making for two people, I'll put 
two packages in a pot, boil the water, standard stuff, except I put um, some ginger, some garlic powder, and some lemon pepper Ooh, in the water okay. with the noodles when they boil, always season your water. Then I separately get ready my seasonings for the noodles in a separate little bowl, um, and I'll do lemon pepper, garlic powder, onion powder, paprika, oregano, and a lot of ginger. Very generous yeah. on the ginger. And then I'll throw a little bit of Worcestershire sauce and a little bit of soy sauce in there to everything mix in the fridge. And then I will use probably um, one... If I'm making two portions, I'll use probably a, a third to half of a packet that actually comes with the noodles. I have to watch my sodium because I have a genetic predisposition being a black man in America. Uh, <laughs> so I actually don't cook with salt anymore. I yeah, substitute smart. lemon pepper a lot of the time, and it checks all the same boxes. Really? Pour a little bit. Yeah. I pour a little bit of that in there. And then now I that I make my up. own food, I definitely eat a lot less salt. Yeah. And you if I ever, I, when I was a kid, I would put heli salt on my food. But now I'm all about black pepper. I like it salted, but like I really crank the black pepper. Yeah. Try throwing, I mean, everything I make just about has some lemon pepper, some paprika, and some garlic powder in it. Lemon pepper, uh, I would try it, but I find it hard to believe that it would be a good replacement because I definitely notice like the lemon zing and stuff. And I don't like that in everything I eat. Mmm. Interesting choice. It's good with what it's good with, but I don't mm -hmm. want it in everything. Yeah. So next what I'll do, obviously I'm boiling the water at this point. I do two eggs, two little slices, actually I do four slices of ham on my little separated four little section little uh, thing that I got that I saw on TikTok that I bought because it was really fucking cool. <laughs> Let you make it really super easy like McMuffins or like little, little round Ooh. fried eggs, things like nice. that. It's great. And then what I'll do, if I really want to get fancy with it, is when I'm uh, when the water's boiling, not only will I put the ramen in there, but I'll put some spinach in there with it too because the amount mm. that takes the ramen to cook to how I like it, pretty perfect to wilt your spinach. Then for presentation purposes, <laughs> uh, after the ramen is cooked, first I put a piece of ham at the bottom of the bowl. Okay. Um, then I, don't like I ham. huh? I don't like ham. You can use uh, pork belly if you can have if you can find pork belly. I would prefer per pork belly to ham. Yeah. But this is the realistic way because I don't know where to buy pork belly all yeah. the time. But you put the ham at the bottom or whatever meat you're using with this ramen. You can do it with sausage. You can do it with chicken. It all works. <laughs> then I will, of course, mix in the seasonings with the noodles. I leave all the broth in there when I'm making it. Um, I may not use it all, but I like broth, so I will. Then I will just put some noodles in each bowl. Then I put the egg on top of the noodles. Then yeah, I then put the broth on top of all it. of that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that is really I, – Danny will add some soy sauce sometimes because she really likes it. I will add a little bit of ghost pepper sauce and some chili flakes because Danny doesn't like spicy things. If I'm cooking for just myself, I put all that stuff in in the sauce mix, except the ghost pepper sauce I always add at the end. Or at least I'll put it – if I'm making it where I'm like just putting bo boiling water in like the instant ramen cup, I'll put the ghost pepper sauce in sure. before the water. And it's delicious. It's great. It's so yummy. It's – lower sodium than if you just use the sauce packet itself and it tastes a whole hell of a lot better well that's been protein, Brokeback Bebop spinach. everybody I hope yeah. you enjoyed it we'll <laughs> see you next week I know it's not like we have a important episode to talk about it or anything yeah a pretty low key one today we're talking about the 13th <laughs> session of, of Cowboy Bebop really that it's both in number of episodes and in story wise even without seeing the next part this is like the end of part one yeah absolutely and it definitely feels like it at the end we're talking about Jupiter Jizz sorry Jupiter Jazz <laughs> part two after part one last week. Yeah, now we're we're a week removed from part one. How well do you remember all the beats and things that were going on? You feel like you're with it going in? 
Yeah, I think so. Especially the first minute or so of the episode sure. does a pretty good job. They do a pretty good job of throwing you right back in, giving you little flashes of what happened, but not yeah. like a previously on, which I like. Mm-hmm. Which I like. This Let's episode, do some trivia. Nope. This episode was storyboarded Fuck. by Tensai Okamura. It was directed by Ikuro Sato, and it was written by Keiko Nobumoto. In Japan, it first aired on May 29th, 1998, and in the U.S. it was October 15th, 2001. What a time to be alive. Kinda. Not for some people from about a month before. Hey yo. Hey yo. A lot of 9-11 jokes on this podcast squarely because of when it aired yeah. in the US. <laughs> Come on. I was just telling Steven before about how today when we're recording, to date this episode, George W. Bush was in, he was like speaking in front of an audience and he was talking about the, uh, how did I word it? The attacks on Ukraine? Not the attacks, the like invasion invasion of ukraine he was talking about the invasion of ukraine and he and instead there was a freudian slip and he said the invasion of iraq oof oof uh which has a lot to do about this episode so let's get yeah shout outs 2003 shout outs george w bush 2003 yeah that's when we invaded iraq oh okay i was still thinking about 9-11 yeah i think it was 2003 we sure like to act fast uh i have five questions this week zach oh wow i've got four okay i'll go first yeah uh, what's the name of the song that plays from the music box? Oh, I don't know. I know it's like Julia's song and the, the importance of it, but I don't know the title of the tune. Do you just have a guess? No. Just give a guess, Zach. Do I have a guess of the name of an instrumental song? And No. Uh, the song is called Julia, you raggedy bitch. Well, then if I were you, I would have said, well, yeah, it's called Julia. You got it. Without being, don't you have a guess? It's like... <laughs> It's like uh, not knowing the answer. You can't get it right if you don't answer the question. It's like not knowing the answer in class and you being like, nope, come to the front of the class. What's the answer? What's the answer? I've already said I don't know. Clearly, you've never been in a classroom taught by me, Zach. That's exactly what I do. My first question as a dance teacher, that sounds horrible. My first question, how much did the ship have in it when Faye stole? Ooh, a good old Mm 20,000 credits. mm -hmm. Or Wulong, whatever the fuck they use in this show. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm, (laughs) mm-hmm. Where did Vicious and Grin serve in the military? On Titan. Yeah. Do you know what Titan is, Zach? It's where the attack is on. But no, I don't. Geographically, no. It's one of Jupiter's moons. Is it really? Is that I really I think it's what Jupiter's it's biggest moon. I don't yeah. know a lot about astrology and about the solar system. I know that planets have moons, but I don't know the names of the Do moons. Do you mean astronomy? Astrology. <laughs> yeah. Can't... It's I, the study what do you of think the Spike stars. Is? Do you think Spike is a Sagittarius? I think he's a cancer rising. I don't know what any of that should mean. I don't know what any of that should <laughs> I still that I'm a cancer and I cry a lot. I am a skeptic with that and like all things, like things like ghosts, things yeah. like whatever. But I also feel at a point when so many people believe and put power to a thing, that power is no longer fake. It actually has power. You know what I mean? So maybe it is real. What so, are you? I'm an Aquarius. So Zach just said right now he believes in God. You yep. heard it right here on the Bebop cast. No. no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, what, we've we've already learned that we shouldn't bring that up on this show. But uh, what I will say, I don't. I'm still in a place in my life where I don't believe. But I think if I do, I definitely don't believe in like the lifeguard God who like gets sad when you do certain things. And I do kind of think that like. It's complete bullshit that if someone is born in another country and is never uh, given access to a certain religion and they're raised in a religion of their own, I think it's bullshit that that person goes nope, to hell. straight just to because, hell, Zach. I know. It works. Just straight because they picked the wrong religion. So I kind of have a feeling that it's like a 
if it's real, then it's like a all roads kind of lead the same place if, totally. you, if you do the right thing. Definitely. Let's see. What was I talking about? I think it's my turn. Probably. Have you done two questions? Yeah. Okay, it's my turn. Did you want to make a point? Did you want to say something? Yeah, but I don't remember what about. You're like, hey, what'd you say? Left. Oh, ghosts and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I. If they're ghosts, I'm not uh, uh, I'm not going to be shocked, but I don't go around worrying I about them. I certainly haven't had any experiences that lead me to believe that there are. And I think the human brain does all kinds of crazy shit that is incredible, and seeing things is one of them. Yeah. So fuck ghosts. My second question, <laughs> what does Gren's red eye read as when they X plus. test it? Yeah, so that's how you know it's real. Ooh, X plus red eye. I like that it didn't fill it all the way up, though, so it's not no, like the it's purest not the best. here. Yeah. It's not like Heisenberg, but it's real. It's, it's pretty X pure. Uh, why didn't Spike die when Lin shot him with tranquilizer bullets? Well, isn't that the answer? Because it was tranquilizer? I read my answer. Yeah, because I knew the answer before you said it. Yeah, because I was going to I was going to use that in my recap, so I, I know that. I believe you know that. But, so I was thinking, is there... It's just because it's a tranquilizer and it's not a <laughs> Why bullet. didn't the guy not die when he got not killed, Zach? <laughs> what was inside the music box? Oh, a tracker. But what do they call it? A uh, Starcom track track guy. Solar transmitter. Is ah, damn. Who's the real fan now? Uh, who was the guy that Jet asked for directions? I don't know. He's the guy that Faye and Grin beat up in the last episode. Oh, really? That's cool. No, yeah, I didn't put that together. Yeah, that's a joke. And my last question, what are the two colors of Spike's eyes? Fuck you, man. <laughs> uh, in this episode, they're both very brown. Yeah. In other episodes, I love it. Is it... And this is the episode that mentions that they're two colors. Yeah. It would make more sense if other episodes they didn't have it. This episode needed to have it if they were going to say it. Yeah, I don't... That's a fuck-up. Somebody... Yeah really dropped the ball on that one because they look exact like one looks a little bit darker but like they're both fucking brown yeah that's my questions you got one more i do what did spike have to do to rejoin the bebop at the very end well what oh what was he supposed they're like, to have to they're do? like you have to bring isn't he supposed to bring in gren yeah yeah okay. you're right good job you did great you did good too honestly not that good though i did better you did okay <laughs> I did a worse job at reading my questions than answering yours. What did you call it? StarQuest Trans Guy? <laughs> Starcom <laughs> Track Guy. <laughs> all right, everyone. Um, time to move time. on past all the segments to the part where we talk about that episode. Actually, son. Zach. Huh. Um, actually, the <laughs> next portion of our program uh, is maybe my favorite part of the show. It's where sure. we all sit around our big old native american fire and we all try and figure out did zach comprehend the episode this week the part of the show where we give zach 20 seconds to describe in detail what he just watched how you feeling this week zach obviously you put some thought into it physically i'm not feeling very good Mm -hmm. today so that factors into it also, I did comprehend the episode, but there's a lot of intricacies in this episode. There are a lot of details in this episode. So, again, it's going to be a matter of if what I'm able to get out in 20 seconds is, is, is satisfactory to you. A lot of moving parts to this one. Yeah. You know, a lot I'm of, trying a lot to of move my parts, holes. but they're just flaccid. 
Yeah, and that's mm, not good for not a, a budge. No. Mm-mm. Let me take a sip of water. Go ahead, prepare yourself. I'll give you the time. It's been brought to my attention that maybe I'm a little less forgiving I'm with my countdown. I'm even gonna blow my nose. I'll, I'll take it out of the sound, but I'm gonna blow the shit out my nose right now. All right. I'll put I like a honk. It. I want to hear it. it. Or put like space noises. <sighs> Wow! You're listening to Zach and Steven in the morning. Here that is what we were going to call the, the community podcast at one yeah. point. Or Zach and Steven have a podcast. Have a podcast. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Twenty seconds on the clock. Yep. Uh, we're gonna get going. Good. Best of luck, Zach. I'm gonna be firm. Mm. I'm gonna be fair. I might give you a little spanking, but I'll love you no matter what. The I more you talk, you know the more I forget. Three. Two on go, obviously. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. So it turns out that Faye's saxophone playing titty boy was one of Vicious's right hand men on the attack on Titan. Uh, Spike has been left for dead, but he was just shot with a tranquilizer, so he goes back on the hunt for Vicious and Julia. Meanwhile, Jet is looking for Faye, and together, once they find her, are looking for Gren, who is on the lookout for Vicious to get revenge for. Stop! For the, I did not get anything. Your in the first start half. was awesome. Yeah, the setup was good. No, sorry. It was really good. You yeah. get some, but honestly, you get extra credit for the Attack on Titan drop. Thank you, you knew who you were playing for. It's like Thank playing you. Cards Against Humanity and combining Barack sure. Obama and swallowing knowledge you know it's it, or like if you're uh, me like lunchables and daniel radcliffe's delicious asshole <laughs> that's great yeah yeah i what you got I, was good but you didn't really get the ending i did because of the extra credit points zach i'm going to give you a solid c yeah that's fair i think i did get a good start it's just a mm-hmm. lot of stuff to get in a lot to get through so why don't I, we I like start how you with... changed it all together though discussing the episode why don't we start with you giving me both like what i got and what i missed what are the things from this episode give me kind of the rundown um so some important things right you know we have the big titty lady boy is that what you said to describe something like that Uh, saxophone titty boy saxophone titty boy i like that (laughs) i think that grin is an interesting character gives vicious some more backstory uh lets us know vicious had even a life pre-syndicate that is still connected to this day. We get a little bit more about Julia, but not a lot. We kind of see from the flashbacks that maybe she was with Vicious, and so she had her ear to like what was going on. Uh-huh. Spike and her were hooking up on the side, and Scott Spike's like, I'm going to take you away with me. I'm going to leave this life behind me. But clearly that didn't all work out too well. Are you going to break my heart? Is that what he says? Or are you going to yeah. betray me? Exactly. And She's maybe like, she did. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. But- I think we know at this point. I think we know. We don't know the the details, but obviously we can assume that obviously Spike is hung up on this girl who I feel like even in one of the like the first flashback episode. Mm. I don't know. I I don't know, man. I've never seen the show. I'm just going based on the live action. Also, this episode gives us a big old hint at the end that maybe looking for Julia is a lost cause. Oh, yeah. The grin says Julia's gone. Did you know her? But he does mention that that spike that julia talked about spike often that he was the one yes. the one with the different colored brown eyes mm-hmm. uh we get <laughs> Faye here who's pretty despondent most of the episode she feels pretty defeated pretty like lost and we this is one of the f- times that we get to see Faye kind of in a bit of a depressive sure. state and her kind of bleak outlook on things coming up here in around a handful of episodes we're going to get some more look into that but i'm excited to kind of uh 
talk about today because I this is I've said this before. Jupiter Jazz one and two I think are two of the best episodes of the show, especially in tandem. This was the first time Zach I have ever watched these two episodes not back to back. How did that feel for you? Interesting. It made them feel a little less complete, honestly, but I think it almost made me more excited for i love the final kind of action sequence the double cross we didn't talk about that with grin yep where this whole time the whole reason why grin is involved is because they were looking for this dealer who was making this deal with vicious Mm -hmm. and it turns out it's grin who has been able to track vicious because of something left in the music box exactly so now grin and vicious are doing this deal vicious doesn't know it's grin we're led to believe the beginning of the deal but knows that they are in contact with yeah with grin so they do the deal, it's real stuff, but then Grin's like, the hey, you raggedy bitch, I'm not a woman, gun. I'm me, why did you double-cross me? And Vicious is like, bang, 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 and Grin's like, bang, 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 and then there well, was no, a No, they were going to do that regardless, because the briefcase was a bomb and a it gun. It was, a double-cross. Yeah. So that whole sequence is pretty cool, I think. It's a shame that, that poor Lynn has to die. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Look around, look around. Uh, <laughs> Eliza. <laughs> and Vicious. <laughs> well, as soon as he takes the bullet, I, re- I remember that so, so much. It feels it's more so much like, like a memory. Symphony. I don't remember the lyrics. This is where it gets me. On my feet. The enemy ahead of me? A titty boy ahead of me. <laughs> I don't think uh, I know I said that, but I, I feel like the more we say it, the less we should. Well, it's okay. I said ladyboy at first, and that's much worse. Yeah, that's really bad. Yeah, that's not a yeah. phrase that's used anymore. We like the trans. Yeah. <laughs> We're fine with them. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what did you think about the episode, Zach? You're right that I think the episodes would have worked well in tandem, but I do think maybe being a bit of an outsider still, uh, even though I'm less of an outsider now, it would have been a lot to watch them back to back. I kind of feel like these episodes are the episodes that I find myself getting the most bored by. Mm. And it's not to say that the stuff that happens in it isn't important or meaningful. I think the ending, especially with Grin, is really impactful. But I really like – I'm really invested in the dynamic of the people on the Bebop. Yeah. And they kind of keep like pussyfooting around telling us all of the past. And I would rather they just tell us already so we can like have some adventures with the gang. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what the next episode is, but I think we are going to head back to some more adventures with the whole crew. But that's kind of one of the weird things about Cowboy Bebop is, yeah, these people are all a, a crew. It's They're not on the told same like ship. your typical story. Yeah, they they are all independent people very much, yeah. and they kind of, un, as, as poorly as it reflects on their characters, they kind of only use each other when it's necessary. I yeah. mean, they've come to each other's rescue before, but... Not necessarily because they want to. I mean, I think Jet, there's a there's a neat conversation between Jet and Faye where she's like, why'd you come, like, save me? And he's like, well, didn't you want us to by, like, leaving all this stuff working but not the ship? He's like, plus I want my money. And she's like, it's just 20000 <laughs> Like, that's, like, a fraction of what they would get for one bounty. Yeah. And he's like, huh, you don't say. <laughs> and then they kind of, like, go on for it. Because I think... Yeah. And even Jet allowing Spike to come back, because Jet said, Spike, you go. Like, you're gone. Like, we're done. Like, this is, like, I'm not going to be a Get part of this. Get out of here. I don't want you anymore. Just I'm taking go. the Get kids and going to my sister's. Uh, and and, and he's like, all right, so he, tonight. right. So he tries to give Spike an in. He's like, okay, bring this guy in and you're back in the crew, which Spike could give a shit about in, like, in the moment. But even when he doesn't, Jet is like, come home, you know? Like, yeah. 
of course you have a place here. You're a part of this I'm crew. Lonely. I'm not yeah, and he's like, and I know that you're head. that you're why you're doing this. It's all because you know yeah. Julia's involved, and I understand what her is. Because I don't, we haven't gotten all the way even still into Jet's kind of backstory, but we do know that he's felt love, he's felt loss, he's felt betrayal by someone he loves, and he can probably empathize a little bit with Spike. But and here's what I'll say. This is a little unrelated, but this is how I can relate to the situation. In high school, I was a mopey emo piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of personal work and growth, and I've come out of that like almost entirely. Yeah. And sometimes, even though I have all the sympathies for the people that are still stuck in that, I have a little bit less patience for it. Sure. Because I've done the work, and I've gotten out of it, and I'm not trying to surround myself with it. And I feel like that's what Jet's doing there. Yeah. He gets what Spike is going through, but he's been through that. He's grown through it. He doesn't really want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Yeah, I do too. I want to talk about two things. First, there was the moment with Ed and Ayn where there was like the the trail of nonsense. trail of food and Ed yelling something about a souvenir. I didn't get that non sequitur um, moment I've... at all. My understanding is that when probably Faye and, and Jet left, Ed was like, I want to come too. And they're like, you can't. We'll bring you a souvenir. And so Ed's like, oh, okay. why the fuck That's something that so you long? get from watching episode one and two right next yeah. to each other. It's kind of a continued, mm-hmm. it's a continued plot from the yeah. first one. The other moment was at the end with Faye when she's getting her nails painted by Ed. And yeah. she says, Julia, and she's all forlorn. Is it because... She felt love for Gren, and now Gren's gone, so she kind of relates to how Spike feels about Julia, or is there something else going on? I think it was more so her just, like, kind of processing that this Julia person must be something special if she's got all this shit going on just over the possibility of finding her. Like, all of these big people killing people over her name. And then there's a pretty, like, famous Faye quote for some reason, where she's like, please, uh, anything but blue. And it's like because Grin's like, hair was blue, right? Is Grin's hair kind of blue? Maybe that was it. That's the way, that's what my first thought was. That makes sense. I thought his hair was kind of purpley like Faye's. But that's why. What did you think? What is your thought? Well, I don't know. I, I like, unless I'm forgetting something from a later on Faye episode, which I'm thinking there might be a thing, but I don't want to say. Yeah. That's like a line that like when somebody's cosplaying Faye and they like post it on Instagram, like they'll like make that the caption sometimes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's because Faye was in a weird, confusing sexuality way falling yeah, for Gren. Totally. And I think it might, the connection might be him when blue. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I could be wrong, but that's the way I read that's it. That's a good, I like that take. Uh, let's talk about the music. Obviously, there's the Julia theme. It's really yes. pretty, but they play it like a hundred times. There's two other songs in this episode. There's the one you were singing along to that I like quite a bit. Yeah, The Words We Could Have Said by, I think, Steve Conti does that one really fucking good the conti yeah you go way back me and conti you and the cont yeah that one's great super emotional it's really fun to dance bolero too i play that one at work a lot uh the other one is one that they play spike's eyes remember that just keep that in mind it's a thing brown remember that okay yeah remember that they're both brown Uh, well then do you want to explain to me more when they say one eye sees the past oh that makes sense that's why we're getting these cloudy images of the past it's literal he literally sees literally the past. sees yes? yeah i can't tell you anything about the eyes yet but uh, am i on the right track by saying that that's yeah and the right eye sees something that we don't know about or mm-hmm. whatever okay yeah the other's the last song one of my favorite songs in all of cowboy bebop easily top three for me Space Lion. It's what they play at the very end of the episode. Oh, Snoop Lion. I know yeah, that one. it's like the full version's like eight minutes long. 
I play it all the time if I'm chilling or I'm reading manga or something. It's beautiful. I think that, like, in the full version of the song, there's, like, a beautiful saxophone solo that, like, I've literally cried before listening to. I think it's gorgeous. It's, like, compositionally gorgeous. Like, if you're in the right... you're right in the field. If you're in the right level of being at the time, that song will take (laughs) you some places. Wow. Yeah. Send me the name of whatever song I should play in the episode. Let's talk a little little bit more before we do the captain thing. What else is on your mind? Uh, what um, are some things, without spoiling in the future, that we haven't mentioned yet let's that see. I should remember about the main characters? Uh, things that I wrote down that are important. Um, the war being on Titan, that's just an important thing in the history of the the ethos and, of the... And that's before the Syndicate. That's before the Syndicate. Yes. Julia being in that place with all the guys for a while and them knowing her and... Okay. You know, just that's... Keep in mind that she was there two years ago, so that's at least as recent as she was there. And that's really other. That's uh, the only thing we haven't talked about yet was that stuff. We talked about everything else that I think is pretty important. Well, it's fun. It does definitely feel like the end of the first half of the show. It feels like there's still more story to be told, but this is like the end of the first movie. Yeah, I love the way no, the see intag... you later, space cowboy. Exactly. And, but we do get one of my favorites though. The do you have comrades? It's like who's around you? Do you have friends? And that's kind of the overarching theme of these. Two episodes. This episode especially is, you know, Grin saw the vicious. Show with them finding yeah. comrades with each other in the ship, but still being on their own. Right, and your com- and people who you thought were your comrades betraying you. I mean, Grin thought that Vicious was had his back. I mean, he saved his life from a scorpion, but then turned him in and flipped it over when the power came into play. And then you yeah. have Faye, who was a comrade to Spike and Jet, but then she steals their money and breaks their ship and leaves. Or Jet's and- a really good comrade, but he's also willing to drop you if he has. Yeah. To. It's great. I think it was really smart. Big fan of this episode. Let's do it then. Who is the captain? I'm going to say for myself this week, it's Gren. It's Gren really for me like too. Gren. Really interesting character. Uh, I like the way they play with gender in this show and especially how in other episodes, I feel like they've done things with gender so that this would make more sense when yeah. it happens. And I think that's really cool. I really like it. He's an interesting character. Uh, his ending with Spike, where Spike gets to hear from Julia through Gren is cool. And, mm-hmm. and Gren kind of getting to go off on his last last mission that he wanted. Even though I, I think it's completely irresponsible that they send a dying man manning a ship by himself that eventually is just going to stop being <laughs> manned and fall into the atmosphere and yeah. crash into something. Terrible. <laughs> Not very that, smart. I liked it. It's Gren for me. You too? Yeah. I love Gren. think that Gren's great this episode especially. I love Gren's kind of view of mortality and wanting to accomplish things that he wants to do in the time that he has his fleeting and says, you know, if if I know I'm not long for this world, so I'm going to do... Fuck shit up. Yeah. I'm going to get real weird with it. Going to get real weird with it. Well, I think we did it. This was I think so. All right. Apologies for the spicy boy and the sick boy this week, but I still had fun. We still <laughs> dug into it. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're going to be back to talk about session 14. That is Bohemian Rhapsody. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I love Queen. I think that, you know, I have a lot to say about the song. Yeah, Rami Malik. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, see you later, space buckaroo. Do you have comrades? Funny. Thanks for listening. Support this show and our podcast network at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast, where starting at $5 a month, 
you can get immediate access to all 40 outrageous sessions of Brokeback Bebop. See you next time, Space Cowboy. Let's go!